0: Jeff, there was a point last year where you said, and I ended up writing about it and quoting you, that that was the most exciting Viking season you had ever seen in terms of just weekly entertainment, the value of each game, the value, entertainment value of each game. It was a blast. This year, this team starts one and four, and now all of a sudden, it feels like it's fun again. Uh, they've won four straight. They've won four straight without Justin Jefferson. Uh, I really believe that the way they run their organization, whether it's Quessy or O'Connell or Flores, uh, I, I, at the moment, I probably give the most credit to O'Connell. It feels like a group of people who really, you know, don't make excuses, don't whine, play for each other, and the result. You know, not only is a four-game winning streak, but one of the strangest and most thrilling Vikings victories I've ever seen. I was in Atlanta, uh, but you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. You've been around the Vikings for a lot longer. Tell me what you're making of this team and what they did last week and what they've done the last month.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's it's an interesting comparison that you're making <clears throat> to last season. It, it doesn't quite rank there with the the 11. 11-0 record in one-score games at this point, <clears throat> but who knows how, how the season's going to continue to unfold. And I, I really felt watching the way that game unfolded in Atlanta with the comeback and Josh Dobbs and his amazing performance and everything that happened, it, it reminded me a lot of the Buffalo game last year when you talk about wild swings in the game and looked like the Vikings were beat and come back and – fourth down, a huge fourth down conversions in, in those games. Last year in Buffalo, of course, it was Justin Jefferson on the fourth and 18 catch of the year. This this game, it was Josh Dobbs on the fourth and seven. Houdini escape when it looks like for sure he's getting sacked by Bud Dupree and somehow manages to escape and get that first down, which was was the play of the game, even before the winning touchdown. And so, yeah, I, I think there are, are some definite inter- interesting comparisons and we'll see how it unfolds the rest of the way. But this team has certainly come off the mat from Owen three and to, to, to be able to rally as they have and get back in the mix and be holding the third wild card spot at this point. And the, I think part of the amazing thing when you look at, at the standings, they're, they're a game and a half behind Detroit. Detroit goes to LA to play the Chargers who are coming off a big win over the Jets, and the Chargers are back to 4-4. Four and four. They think they're in playoff contention. It's a big game for them. If they beat Detroit in L.A. and the Vikings beat the Saints, the Vikings are a half a game back, with two more games against Detroit coming the rest of the season. So it's it's a pretty interesting situation how this is unfolding for the Vikings, and everybody had left them for dead. But, hey, they're they're in it.
0: Uh, No doubt about it. And this is another big game. This is another team that's kind of in the same position. The Vikings are. They win. They not only get the lead, they get a tie break on a potential wildcard rival. Let's get into all all of what happened on Sunday. The quarterbacks, the league, the division... Uh, here on Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. He's Jeff Diamond, former Vikings general manager, former president of the Tennessee Titans when they almost won the Super Bowl. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brandon Morton is our longtime producer, and we appreciate you listening to TalkNorth.com. Best way to listen to this show if you like it or any other show at the network, uh, TalkNorth.com. Go there. Subscribe to Favorite Podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. We want to thank our longtime sponsors, White Bear Lake Superstore, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com, and Platinum Bank. Uh, And thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it. Uh, So I didn't expect much out of Jaron Hall. And I thought he handled himself pretty well. And I didn't expect anything out of Josh Dobbs. And for the last 31 minutes of the game, he played out of his mind or maybe in his mind, since he's an aerospace engineer. Uh, He was was absolutely brilliant. Have you ever seen a game quite like that, Jeff?
1: No. (laughs) I have never seen a a backup quarterback come in with three days in the building, not knowing the players' names, not knowing the the offense, the terminology, and be able to translate everything into the performance that he had. And, And as he... Readily admitted, it was it was it was muddy. He called it at first with the the safety where he held the ball too long and the two fumbles where he was a little careless with the ball. I'm sure the coaches will be talking to him this week about ball security when when he's when he's scrambling and and try to protect the football. But then he comes on, just makes big play after big play, making great throws. The sideline throw to Addison, what a perfect throw. And, and that's not an easy throw. That's a 30-yard out that he's, that he's throwing right on the money, and Addison makes a great play. But the other scramble down to the two-yard line where Akers makes a great block for him, and they're going to miss Cam Akers, as we know, yep. with his Achilles. But Akers makes a great block. He gets a big first down there on third and 10, and that sets up the first touchdown to Madison. Just a lot of things happened with Dobbs. And, and, yeah, I thought Jaron Hall looked looked good until the bizarre part of that whole story. If he hits Hawkinson, when Hawkinson is wide open in the end zone, mm-hmm. on the play before he gets hurt, yep. it's a touchdown. He overthrows him badly. And on the next play, of course, is the play where he, he gets concussed. Right. So if, if he completes that pass to Hawkinson, We may never have been talking about Josh Dobbs this week. He may not have been the NFC Offensive Player of the Week and have taken over the starting quarterback job. So it's just crazy how things happen in sports and in the NFL. And the Vikings certainly had that situation in Atlanta. But yet, I think one of the interesting things, Jim, is the Vikings still aren't getting respect. And and you look at – and I look at Vegas – They've got the Falcons as a two-and-a-half-point favorite this week playing in Minnesota. The Vikings beat them last year in London. They, they're in a situation where they've won. the Vikings have won four straight. Dobbs is going to have a full week of practice this week. They, we perhaps thought they might get Jefferson back. O'Connell says that's going to be a little aggressive. I'm not so sure about that because I think Justin's going to be lobbying to play against his hometown team, the Saints. And so we'll see about that. He's probably not going to play, and maybe they bring him back for for a Sunday night national TV game against Denver in the following week. But I would not be shocked if he jogs out there and lines up on Sunday.
0: Interesting, interesting. Here's an interesting question, at least for me. Dobbs came in had a couple of bad drives, bad turnovers, or uh, and then starts playing like crazy and scrambling and running and throwing accurately and taking some chances. Is it a guarantee that he plays better this week? Because yes, he's going to have more time to prepare. He's going to have more time to learn the offense's teammates. But now the Saints are going to spend a week preparing for him. Last week he got to go in against a team that had not prepared for him. What's what's the balance there? Is it is it really an advantage uh, for Josh, or is it more difficult because he's going to face a good defense that's prepared for him?
1: I, I think it's a mixed bag. I, I agree with you. I think that, that, yeah, he'll be certainly more prepared, more familiar with the offense, more familiar with the players, but the Saints are a better defense. Even though Atlanta had ranked fairly high, but 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 they weren't a great defense. Yeah. And and they had struggled the week before against Tennessee, giving up a lot of big plays to Will Levis, a rookie quarterback. So I wasn't sold on the Falcons defense at that point. And and New Orleans is looks like a better defense. They've they've got big time players, even though Cam Jordan's getting older, he's still he can still hurt hurt a team in the pass rush and, and they've got Lattimore. They've got some really good players on defense. Demario Davis is is an excellent linebacker, uh, one of the better linebackers in the league. So, yeah, I I think that it's going to be a a big challenge for the Vikings this week and for Dobbs to face that Saints defense. But I think the advantage is, as you said, and as we both said, the fact that he will be more prepared. I I think it's a really pretty much a – close to even game but I, I still don't buy making the saints a favorite they've been an up and down team this year yeah they they had some good wins but they've had some really ugly losses too and uh, even even very recently a couple games where where they struggled against jacksonville and not that jacksonville is a good team and we're, we can talk about them later but i i just think that the saints they don't deserve to be favored coming to minnesota with the vikings on a four-game winning streak
0: which brings us to Derek Carr. We'll talk more about Vikings and the rest of the league here in a second, but I'm intrigued by Derek Carr. Feels like he got blamed for the Raiders being a messy organization that couldn't get over the hump. He leaves. He goes to the Saints. And I, listen, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think it's pretty obvious that he wasn't the problem in Vegas, and he has enabled the Saints to be a contending team. We're, you know, what do you think of Derek Carr? I, I think Derek Carr
1: is is. Uh a good quarterback. I don't think he's great anymore. He, he had some really good years uh, with the Raiders, but I don't think he's a great quarterback. He Statistically, he ranks 17th in the league. Now, he's played well the last two weeks. Four TDs, no interceptions, but that was against the Colts and the Bears, who are very mediocre defenses. I, I think the Saints have some weapons. Certainly, Chris Olave is a very good receiver, former first-round pick Michael Thomas is back has 38 catches. Uh, this Rashid Shahid is a dangerous deep threat, kind of a under-the-radar guy, and also an excellent returner. And so the Vikings are going to have to be wary of that. Uh, and so certainly Ryan Rice is going to be a, an important guy. Shahid has a punt return for a touchdown this season against the Packers. They're going to be careful in the special teams. But, yeah, I, I think the... Certainly, Derek Carr is a good player. If he has time to throw, that's going to be the challenge for the Vikings. Can they get after him? Uh, Daniil Hunter needs to have a big game this week. DJ Wan has been playing better. Davenport's a week away from playing, if he's even able to come back in Denver. And, and I, I don't think that they can count on him for the long term anyway. He's just hurt all the time. But, but Hunter's going to be a key this week. I thought it was interesting, Jim. Hearing Brian Flores talk about Hunter, he said that was the best game he's played mm-hmm. this season, and he had, didn't have a sack, and he's still leading the NFL in sacks with ten sacks. But he was great on, on those run stops down at the goal line, and and you talk about big plays in the game defensively. Uh, of course, there were the, the the two the two big turnovers that the Vikings forced. The Caleb Evans, who's had a shaky year in coverage, but but forced that fumble. I don't know how Josh Metellus came up with it, but he did. And then Murphy makes the interception. But I think one of the big plays, and actually Dobbs talked about it, on his turnover when Josh Oliver runs down the Falcon at the one-yard line and sets up the goal line stand, that's a huge play in the game that gets lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. So there there are so many things that happen in that game, which is why it kind of reminded me of the Buffalo game last year. When you think about – Kendrick's recovering the quarterback sneak fumble by Josh Allen when the game looks like it's over. Just crazy stuff that happened last week, and we'll see if the Vikings can repeat that this week. Certainly, it's going to be an exciting atmosphere at U.S. Bank Stadium, and, and Josh Dobbs is going to feel the love of Viking fans at least until he takes that first snap.
0: <laughs> well, that's exactly right. And let's, You know what? I want to talk more about Dobbs and the quarterback situation, but specifically Dobbs. He's a great story. He's a really interesting guy. He's a really good guy. I want to get to him. We will get to league news and our picks here in a second here on uh, Jeff Diamond's Vikings NFL Insider. Yes, my dog is screaming in the background because he misses me. Uh, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, and we want to thank our longtime sponsor, White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com.
1: Well, I can't hear Boyd, but good. But, but Boyd, I'll talk. Boyd to you wants about to be
0: heard. It. I will tell you that.
1: <laughs> the White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC and my longtime friend owner Paul Rubin, general manager Charlie they their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC, they are six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. Check out their great website whitebearlegsuperstore.com. You will find zero point nine percent APR and a three thousand two hundred fifty dollars purchase allowance. On 2023 GMC Sierra 1500s, 1.9% APR, and up to $1,250 purchase allowance on 2023 Buick SUV models, including Encore GX, Envision, and Enclave, 1.9% APR, and $500 purchase allowance on 2023 GMC Terrains, plus no monthly payments until 2024. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 Van Superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. Visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at whitebearlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also. To
0: longtime sponsor, Platinum Bank.
1: Happy to talk about our great sponsor, Platinum Bank. Is your bank a partner or simply a provider? In today's environment, businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalizing on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization, and solve your problems, not create them. I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder and a personally experienced tremendous customer service, working with Executive VP Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.PlatinumBankMN.com platinum bank providing a means to a dream
0: once again thanks to aquarius home services Uh, we do appreciate it i appreciate everybody who sponsors everybody who listens to the the podcast everybody listens to the network we keep growing and we grow because you're willing to sit and listen to us we do appreciate that josh dobbs studies aerospace engineer at the university of tennessee uh bounces around the league i've lost track of this is sixth or seventh team had one career victory coming into sunday's game What's the realistic view of this guy? Because the, the, we saw all the great stuff, the intelligence, the adaptability, the mobility, the guts, uh, but obviously he's been a backup quarterback for a reason. What, what's the proper way to look at him and his ability right now?
1: I think he's a really good player, and I saw him a lot when I lived in Nashville. I saw him a lot at the University of Tennessee. Very good college quarterback in the SEC uh, for the Vols. And then he goes into a situation in Pittsburgh where he's backing up Ben Roethlisberger, doesn't really have an opportunity. All those starts on his record. Most of them were this year one in seven in Arizona where the Cardinals were awful. So I think you have to really analyze Josh Dobbs and look at the situation. He's never played with a supporting cast like he has in Minnesota with Jordan Addison having a, an all-rookie season. K.J. Osborne, a, a good third receiver. T.J. Hawkinson, a Pro Bowl tight end. He hasn't had the benefit of playing with, with the best receiver in the league yet. In Jefferson, he's going to very soon, if not this week, probably next week. The offensive line is improving, getting better. They do need to get Derisaw back. I thought he was he was a, a big missing link last week. And Quesenberry is okay, but wow. He also gave up a few pressures and some of those plays where Dobbs had to scramble, including the fourth and seven. Quesenberry gets beat by Bud Dupree badly. It's still amazing to me that that Dobbs escaped that one. Yeah. (laughs) But Darisaw is an important guy. He's got great bookend tackles in Darisaw and O'Neill. The offensive line as a whole is improving. And so you talk about the supporting cast. For Dobbs, he's never had this kind of supporting cast. So let's see how it plays out. It could be a repeat of of guys like Bob Lee, Wade Wilson in the in the Vikings past. Case Keenum, Randall Cunningham. I don't quite put in that category as we discussed last week of the backup quarterback who has the amazing run. Randall Cunningham was a former Pro Bowl quarterback in Philadelphia. He's he was a different. Different category than than Wade Wilson, than Case Keenum, Bob Lee, but there are so many examples in Viking history, and, and all those guys had had good supporting casts too. <laughs> Certainly Cunningham did in 1998. Yes. We know that with Randy Moss and Chris Carter, Jake Reed, Robert Smith, etc., and and a great offensive line. I think that I think that Josh Jobs can get it done. I think he's going to have to be more careful. With, with his ball security, I'm sure they're talking, as I said, with him about that. The thing I worry about with him is that he, he does like to run, and you don't want to take that part of his game away. He was the Vikings' leading rusher last week. And when I talk about the Vikings' supporting cast, they do need to run the ball better. That's the one thing that they're missing. And that, that, that these Viking teams I mentioned in the past had a much better running game They've got to get that going, and they should be able to get it going with the offensive line that they've got. Madison, again, he he's a good number two back, not necessarily a great starting back, even though he, he was good in the passing game last week. That was an improvement. But he's just such a, a north-south runner, power runner. I think, I, I'm interested to see Ty Chandler in an expanded role. I like Ty Chandler. He's got speed. He's got moves. I think they will miss Acres, but Chandler could step up and really be uh, an important factor for them down the stretch. And, hey, it's about time Wang Wangu steps up, too, in his game as a third back now. They've got to improve the running game, definitely. But I think that talking about Dobbs, I think he can have a very good run over the rest of the season. You look at the schedule. The schedule is definitely favorable for the Vikings especially if they get by New Orleans. And then they're really, I think, very solidified in, in, in a, a wild-card position and have a chance to make a run at, at, the, at the Lions. But there are certainly there are potential roadblocks ahead. Going to Denver, they're going to be playing with a little more confidence after beating Kansas City a couple weeks ago. The Raiders are wildly up-and-down team. So we'll see what happens there. And they have uh, Antonio Pierce, now the interim coach. They still got to go to the Bengals, and the Bengals, I think, are on a roll now. I think it's going to be really fascinating the rest of the season. And as I said, it certainly beats what we were looking at early on.
0: No doubt about it. Hey, if you like this show, you might also like the Viking Update show. Myself and John Krasinski taking the writer's view of the Vikings. Good show this week. Also, Don Mitchell has started a new show at TalkNorth.com. Dawn of Sports. <clears throat> and one, one of her uh, guests so far has been Chad Greenway. We've also had on um, we've also had on Mike Tirico. It's been a blast. All kinds of cool guests. Uh, check that show out as well. And again, if you like the show at TalkNorth.com, Please subscribe to your Favorite Podcast app. All right, let's 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 go to Picks as a way to talk about some of the stuff going on around the league. Really interesting league. Uh, another, They're all interesting. It's amazing what happens in this league. But I wanted to ask you about Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland has proven itself to be a great defensive team. They can run the ball. Deshaun Watson's been up and down. Their quarterback play's been up and down. Baltimore has put themselves in a position where a lot of TV people are saying, oh, well, this is the team to beat now. But they really haven't played anybody. How how much do you buy into either Cleveland being a good team or Baltimore being a great team?
1: Yeah, I think Baltimore they they played some decent teams and blowing them out like Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that game was was an eye opener when, when they scored touchdowns on their first four drives. And I believe they've already beaten the Bengals this year, but that was when Yeah, no Burrow um, there. Burrow was, was hurt with the calf injury beating Seattle 37 to three when Seattle was leading the NFC West. So they they played some fairly tough teams, but yeah, I think this was a challenge for, for the Ravens within their division to, to make a move here. And I still think the Bengals are the team that's going to be pressing them over the second half of the season. They've won four straight uh, Burroughs, healthy now that, uh, but, but I think that Baltimore Lamar Jackson is playing great, but again, Talk about Dobbs and, and worrying about what happens if Dobbs gets gets hurt as a running quarterback, and then where, where do the Vikings go from there? And if that happens this week, and there's wow, if they got to play Sean Mannion, look out. That that's a big problem. But yes, I think I think Baltimore kind of in that situation too. If if Lamar Jackson gets hurt as he's done as he he hasn't finished the last two seasons, they're a totally different team. Even though they they have a better supporting cast for him. The defense is, is playing really well. And they've got Kyle Hamilton in safety, who the Vikings could have taken instead of Lewis Seen, but Should we've talked taken. about that before. Yes. <laughs> and Lewis Seen is still a healthy scratch. Not that's that, that's not the best thing on Quasey's resume, but certainly the Josh Dobbs trade and the Addison pick are good on Quasey's resume. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the
1: Hawkinson trade. And the Hawkinson trade, absolutely. I like Baltimore in this game at home. I think that they take care of Cleveland. They're going to get after, uh, put the pressure on Deshaun Jackson, who still hasn't proven that he can put the team on his back and win a game. But, But it's going to be, I think it'll be an interesting matchup.
0: Yeah, Cincinnati has right of the ship with Joe Burrow being healthy again. Houston coming off a record-setting performance by C.J. Stroud, who looks fantastic as a rookie. Um, you know, I, the easy pick is probably Cincinnati, but I, again, we do picks so we can talk about the teams. Is Cincinnati back on track to being a Super Bowl contender, and and what do you make of C.J. Stroud and Houston? Yeah,
1: I definitely think Cincinnati is back on track to be a Super Bowl contender, which makes me happy since I picked them <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but the, the Texans... I think are one of those teams that, that are on the rise, clearly, and it's because mainly of their quarterback because of C.J. Stroud and, and how well he is playing that he's the obvious pick so far to be the offensive rookie of the year. He's out playing. We know he's out playing Bryce Young, but he's also got a, a, another better supporting cast in, in Houston and got to talk about the job D'Amico Ryans is doing in there as a first-year head coach. So the Texans are certainly a team not to toss aside. They beat Jacksonville by 20 points earlier in the season, which again was another eye-opener. And Jacksonville is the hottest team in the league with five straight wins. But I, I, Cincinnati's playing too good. Burrow is just playing so so well. Jamar Chase is, is on fire. T. Higgins had a 100-yard game last week. They're They're just... I think, to me, they're the best team in the AFC, even above Baltimore, even above Kansas City. I don't know if they're going to get catch Baltimore. We'll see. But the Bengals are going to be a tough out for anybody in the playoffs. And I like them over Houston this week, certainly.
0: You mentioned Jacksonville being on the rise. San Francisco at Jacksonville. San Francisco's got to go across the country. They've had their problems. We saw them some of them on a Monday night here in Minnesota. Jacksonville is on the rise. Uh is this a fair fight now?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a, a fair fight. I think it's going to be a, an excellent game. And Trevor Lawrence, he, he's, he has not been playing quite as well as he did last year, but their defense is is one of the top takeaway teams in the league. And in fact, I think that they're tied for the lead with, with 18 takeaways. Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, is having a great year with nine sacks. He's got 48 pressures up front, but he needs a little more help. The team's only got 16 sacks. I think the 49ers get the, get the ship righted to a certain extent this week. I think Purdy will be a little more careful with the ball. He's thrown a couple of interceptions each of the last two weeks. He, he gets Debo Samuel back, it looks like. He's back at practice, which will definitely help them. And if he gets Trent Williams back at tackle, then they're at full strength on offense. San Francisco's too good to be on a three-game losing streak, I just think that they'll find a way to, to beat the Jags this week.
0: Yeah, agreed. And now we're going to go to the NFC North. We're going to get to the Vikings and Saints. Let's start, though, with the division leader, Detroit, going to the Chargers. Chargers, an immensely talented team, uh, still not hasn't really put it together. Uh, so how do you, who do you like in this one, and how do you feel about where Detroit is right now?
1: I, I think Detroit is, is playing... Is playing pretty well other than that blowout against Baltimore, but I, I think that I think the Lions are—they're not a juggernaut—and I think that's a team that that if the Vikings get on a roll, that they they could conceivably catch. I'm not sure they're going to sweep them, but but certainly they can put some heat on them. The the Chargers, really an up and down team too, but but they come off a demolition of of the Jets with eight sacks. I like the Chargers at home. Justin Herbert is due for a big game. He he hasn't really had a tremendous season at this point, and the, and the Lions were not very good but their last road game at Baltimore. I, I think that the Chargers. I think it's a bigger game for the Chargers, even though the Lions know the Vikings are coming Adam, But the Chargers, it's almost a must-win for them to to hang in there in in that loaded AFC, and and they're four and four. I think they, they need the win. I think they get it at home.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And now New Orleans at Minnesota. What do you think? I think that for people
1: who think that Josh Dobbs had a one time great game in Atlanta, people don't real a lot of people don't realize that was his fourth game this season with a passer rating of ninety nine or better. Mm-hmm. And of course three of those came with a bad Arizona team, including a week three upset of dallas so he he's had some good games this year besides just the atlanta game and and now as i said he goes in with a with a, a 10 days now under under his belt of learning the system playing at home again this is a big game against a team that the vikings could be competing with for a wild card spot as was the case in atlanta because they could be end up tied with Atlanta. Now they have a head-to-head win over them, and now they again play a team in New Orleans who I think is going to win the NFC South, which is a, a very suspect division. So I'm going to say that, that the Vikings, the magic from Atlanta is going to carry over. Dobbs is going to make enough plays. The defense is going to force a couple key turnovers. I, I worry about the Vikings' corners still, Evans, even Murphy has been up and down a little bit. The third corner situation. I'd like to see uh, more more Blackman on the field. If if Derek Carr has time to throw, I think it could be a tough game. Taysom Hill is is a dangerous guy. Last week he had a, a touchdown pass, a touchdown reception, <laughs> and and he ran for fifty two yards as a Wildcat quarterback. <laughs> He's a guy that it's given the Vikings fits in the past. I just I love this series, Jim, the Vikings and Saints. It's kind of a a slightly under the radar rivalry. You look back to the Minneapolis miracle, then the 2019 divisional playoff win in overtime in New Orleans, the 2020 game when Sean Payton ran up the score and Kamara scored six touchdowns in that game, and and Kamara, Allen Kamara is still a guy to be very wary of as a runner and receiver for the Vikings. So it's going to be a big challenge for guys like Jordan Hicks and Harrison Smith and, and the three safeties, Metellus and Bynum to, to keep Kamara under control. I think this is a game where Hawkinson can have a big game that the saints have not been very good against, against tight ends. They're giving up over 110 rating against tight ends. I like the Vikings to win this game. I'm going to call it 23, 20.
0: That sounds right about right. I was going to pick almost exactly the same thing. Uh, Good stuff, Jeff. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to White Bear Lake Superstore and Platinum Bank and Aquarius Home Services. We'll be back next week to talk about what continues to be a fascinating season.